Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jones of all ages, welcome to the main event of the evening. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Chris. Yo, yo! Yo, Joe! Hey diddly, hey, 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 hey. It's me, the chief, for the second time. Um, <laughs> we weren't recording when you did that the first time. That was genius, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so I thought, should I do the same bit? Yeah, let's do the same bit. That's yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. The intro's amazing, but then also not recording it. I'm like, what, what are you doing before you press the record button? <laughs> Good job I'm yeah, noticing yeah. this time, though. Ever since that, that time we recorded about 20 minutes of vocals, <laughs> only to realise, oh, hang on. We haven't been recording this entire yeah, time. Classic, classic. Amazing, amazing stuff. How are you doing, buddy? You, I'm good. You are prepping for the move. Go, go. Prepping for the big move. Go, go. It's going to take three days of driving a U-Haul okay. um, across country to the east. Yes. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we could probably do it in a short, well, you know, probably do it in two days, but we're, tr- we're breaking it up so as not to completely destroy us mentally right. and physically. So I've, you know, we're just kind of packing. The studio is kind of all packed up it's really weird and eerie to be in here when it's like this but yeah it's all uh not ready to go because we've got loads of work to do still and yeah. we don't we don't actually go till wednesday so yeah we've got a couple of days yet okay all right good stuff ah bloody hell there it is i've been looking everywhere for, i bought a lip balm from lush seven pound <laughs> fifty blimey seven pound fifty it's only 12 grams tiny it's key lime pie I bought it on Friday and I've been looking at everywhere all weekend for it. Couldn't find it, turning the house upside down. I just looked over, it's on a shelf up in the loft. Well done. Boom. Gonna put so some on. Your lips are like a desert right now, aren't they? Yeah. Absolutely dry as a I don't know. Nun's what? chuff. Yeah, there you go. British colloquialism. <laughs> Can I right. use that now? <laughs> just get it over out of the way. Done. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apart from that, uh, what apart from searching for lip balm. I have been in the wars, not literally wars, Aww. because I'm not really a fan of wars, but apart from Star Wars, um, uh, burnt my finger to start with, uh, <laughs> cooking the missus' um, dinner in the oh, dark. Right. Cooking the missus in the dark. That's oh, not, yeah, it's not like right. a thing, like cooking dinner in the dark, like a, a, a game. It's basically, I didn't want light spilling out, because I'm only in one floor apartment, I didn't want the light spilling out the kitchen and waking the kid up. Um, so I was cooking with the, the the lights off, using the oven light only. Reached in, uh, had a tea towel in my hand to, to get the oven tray, but my finger touched the the grill bar, which even though the grill wasn't on, the oven was on. It had heated the grill bar up, and it kind of <laughs> left a big big burn burn oh. on my finger. And uh, because I thought I, I never know with burns, what do you do? Do you obviously you ice it or to start with fine, but once you've done that and you, your finger's frozen in terms i'm taking i'm talking about post post burn care after the the icing or the cold colding you um, just to deal with it i think do you leave it no what i'm saying is do you leave it open do you put a plaster on it what are you supposed to do i'm more like yeah fresh air that does it good air it but apparently my missus who's a nurse was like no you idiot you're supposed to wrap it up put some savlon on it wrap it yeah. up um and i didn't do that and what happened is my finger swelled to twice twice the size blimey uh, i think i got an infection there so that's good and then coming out of the loft yesterday, I've got a twinge in my foot and I've, I've got down to the bottom of the, the, the loft stairs. Suddenly, it's like I've got a golf ball under my under the pad on my right foot, Blimey. under my, my ball on my foot. And this has happened three times in the last 18 months uh, where I've been... Re- it's in the loft every time, in the loft. I'm not even stepping on anything in particular, but it just twinges something. Suddenly, my foot balloons up. And it goes down after a couple of hours. But this one did it last night and I still had it this morning. I just did a quick Google and I think I've got metatarsalga. No, metatarsalga. Metatarsalgia. Okay. Metatarsalgia sounds like. That's that's what I said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a condition which the ball of your foot becomes painful and inflamed. You might develop it if you participate in activities that involve running and jumping. Well, no, I was just coming out of the loft. So I don't know if it's the stairs. I'm I'm pretty sure that's not an Olympic event yet, is it? Coming out of the loft. No, but not yet. But um, it's, uh, it's it's I've done it. I don't know what to do. Do I go to the doctors or what? What's he going to say? Just don't go in the loft. But I don't know. Yeah, usually it's a doctor's thing, yeah. and then they'll tell you what the problem is. Yeah, and then, do that then. treat it. <laughs> That's yeah, the that. stages you usually yeah. go through. 
Yeah. Mate, that sucks. My, a funny story, actually, when you mentioned the burning your finger thing, a, a very stupid friend of mine once, or acquaintance of mine once, he was working in a, let me get this right, he was working in the canteen of the Hunstanton Sea Life Sanctuary, yep. and they were frying up some fish, not even kidding, and cod, I think, yeah, yep. in a sea life sanctuary. And he dropped his watch. No, no, I tell a lie. It wasn't even his watch. I tell a lie. He dropped the. This tongs. story's got holes in it already. No, trust. No, sorry. I was, I was, I was focusing on a different part of the story when I was starting to talk about it. Got it. Basically, he dropped the tongs he was using yep. in the deep fat fryer, and his instant reaction, the pillar, put his hand in, was to put his hand in and grab the tongs. Anyway, long story short, he burnt the out of his hand, and that's yeah. have it in a bag with loads of. You know, Savlon all over it, or whatever it was, for a yeah. long time. But um, yeah, that was. I can just. Could you imagine that? Nasty. Anyway, Nasty. next. <laughs> next. I'm hungry. I'm in the loft, and it's freezing. So let's make this uh, episode short and sharp. Snack. I'm going in. Uh, yeah. Snack, snack, snack attacker. Snack, <laughs> snack, snack attacker. Chief and Chris, like on Solo and Chewbacca. I'm traveling through hyperspace to get some snacks. Snack, 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 attacker. So, short story behind this snack that I've got here. It's a Coco Jones, uh, 85 gram bar of dates, Brazil nuts, seeds, milk chocolate bar. Uh, I was at the farmer's market um, on Saturday and they had these bars of like luxury chocolate. They're five quid a bar. Crimey. For 85 grams. That is expensive. I had some samples of a few and they were like crazy flavours like sort of mango and cardamom and, and stuff like that. But um I said, uh, right, Valentine's Day coming up, no expense spared, I buy my missus a £5 bar of chocolate. Uh, normally, I don't go in for that Valentine's Day nonsense, so uh, yeah, we, don't, we don't do like flowers, cards, chocolates, none of that, not even a card, Romance. it's just like a, it's just Kissing. like a happy, yeah, it's not even that, it's a handshake. Woo! Val- oh, happy, right, I see, I see, yeah. <laughs> happy you. Valentine's Day. But I thought <laughs> that's not I, you the know, hand job you requested. <laughs> I thought I, I thought five quid. That's a fair dues. That's a you know. So I bought this luxury bar, and then I was on Saturday, and then on Sunday she said I'm going vegan. So uh, I've got this bar that now I am generally plant based myself, oh. but I'm not going to turn down a five pound bar of chocolate. No. So I'm opening this up. What the good thing is, it's in cardboard, and then it's wrapped in paper inside. So it would have been you know allowed because. Yeah. No plastic. Yeah. Uh, let's have a little go on that. Yeah. Really good. Nice. Really good. I can taste it as you uh, chomp yeah. through it. I'm going on mute while you talk. Well, that'll be this will be even quicker because uh, I got really bored waiting the hour for for us to actually kick off here, and I ate all mine. So mine nice. is a. Basically, I, I grabbed a cup of tea and I and I, these biscuits are like oh cookie yeah but the biscuits sorry <laughs> off, off cookies these biscuits are amazing they're called uh, biscoff by Lotus and they're like those little yeah. cinnamon rectangular cu- the curved edges but rectangular they're the, they're the kind of thing in a coffee shop where you get a little packet yeah. of two when you get a coffee yeah these are biscoff and they're just the most gorgeous white a white and red package we yeah and uh yeah just a handful of natural ingredients no artificial colors flavors or preservatives non-gmo and vegan friendly so i literally smash these yep. with uh and there's i mean there's a lot in there but I, there was only about well, seven or eight left so i did them all now, now with these you gotta be careful you can dunk them but you gotta be careful Yes, but these what these particular Biscoff ones are actually well, I think they're reinforced. So ah. I pop them in, no issues, straight in the gob, yep. perfect balance of you know mushy soaked biscuit. So yeah, perfect. really really good. Perfect. And you've helped me out there. Anyway, more on that to come later. Snack, snack, <laughs> snack, attacker. Yeah, I, I'm fueled up. You're fueled up. Uh, I've also found a bottle of Bombay Sapphire Gin up in the loft. Might get some of that going. Anyway, uh, let's talk about G.I. Joe comics. Gonna be absolutely shitted during this comic talk. Comic talk, oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap and Chris discuss them. Whoa, comic talk, oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap and Chris discuss them. Whoa, previously on A Real American Hero, G.I. Joe is back. Cobra's sinister plot to hunt down the disbanded G.I. Joe backfired. 
but it cost the Joes dearly. Snake Eyes is in the hands of Cobra, and after a grueling session in Dr. Venom's brainwave scanner, has emerged as Cobra's new secret weapon. One they intend to use to bring the battle to the Joes once more. Meanwhile, while reconstruction of the pit is underway, Lady J, Gung-Ho and Clutch return to an abandoned Springfield to rescue Chuckles from Cobra's clutches. Chuckles' new mission would be to interrogate Storm Shadow, if Storm Shadow didn't have plans of his own, to gain G.I. Joe's trust. Yes. Yeah. And now we're in this issue, which uh, we start with the old coveroonies. Yep, uh, issue 162. So the A cover here is by Herb Trimpe and is Lady J versus Baroness in a fist fight. Yeah, this kind of happens in the uh, in the issue, I guess. Yeah. So it's, it's an okay it. cover. It's all right. It's just a little bit too cartoony, isn't it? Yeah. And the cover, the B cover by Rob Wiggum, uh, which is the one I got, is, is fantastic. It's Zartan standing over <laughs> some uh, fallen dreadnoughts. The dreaders after he's just beaten the. Sh- out of them which yep. spoiler alert does happen in this issue so that's yep. interesting yep. the cover a does look like lady j only has one arm yeah because uh, her fist that. is kind of lined up with her shirt when in the in the color in the the sketch cover by larry he you can see that the arm would have been a little bit more clearly shown like the elbow would have been shown a little bit clearer yeah and for some reason they didn't do that and it kind of looks a bit gammy doesn't it yeah yeah 163 main cover by herb trimpe again and you've got uh, Roadblock Lady J and not who a fan. are we presuming? Who is it? It's Timber, but I'm not a fan. Timber? Yeah. No, I'm not really a fan of that. And the B cover by Wiggum, uh, really like that one. Cobra Commander in a shooting gallery shooting up some Joes. Yeah, that's wicked. That's really cool. Or the bullet casings flying towards the reader, really like that. Reminiscent of a lot of um, Marvel issues where Cobra, would always, Cobra yep. Commander would always have a shooting gallery. Yep. on. Um, of which uh, Rod Wiggum probably drew a couple of those issues as well. So, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Right, so, issue 162. Yeah, so this is, uh, it doesn't open with a splash page, which is, you know, uh, a rarity, but you've got Baroness Cobra Commander Destro flying on a Cobra, it's labelled Cobra Air Transport on the side of the airplane. Ridiculous, How are we going to find them? Yeah, exactly. And uh, these (laughs) guys are flying into, they're flying into Brocka Beach. Yeah, they land in Newark Airport, and they're, obviously then they have to drive to Brocka Beach, and they do that in a f***ing... A maggot and uh, a truck uh, with says, like brothers. <laughs> yeah, basically with Cobra written on the side of it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I like these bits early on where they're all getting the paperwork out to get through yeah. to get at the yeah. airport, and it's Cobra cute. commanders. I assure you, all our paperwork is in order. You don't want to be responsible for a tiff with the State Department, do you? As he's handing him a big wad of paper, dressed in his big blue overalls. Brilliant. I love the um, the scenes of them just driving down the freeway and the highways and stuff and he's just standing like up <laughs> yeah. upright in the maggot wind wafting his his mask around just like just so nonchalant like it's just oh it's just chill and okay yeah yeah it's amazing as we've seen so far in this idw run there's quite a few callbacks to the marvel stuff and yeah you, you know you get one here where obviously zartan is now kind of firmly in the cobra camp but he actually is referring to storm shadow and he says especially storm shadow i have a special arrow i've been saving for him so he's larry's reigniting that that kind of storm shadow zartan feud which was in the late 40s yeah of the marvel run so bringing that back you obviously get more brainwave scanner stuff yeah thrasher gets his nose broken by zartan and that's kind of reminiscent of thrasher getting his nose broken when on that uh the c-130 yeah. with wild yeah. bill and the boys yeah i mean i probably got it broken back to normal yeah Zar- yeah like the zartan thing is quite interesting because obviously he transforms into a police officer to yeah. avoid any issues with the the problem you know with the airport guys and he stays in that disguise all the way to to the dreadnoughts hideout yeah. and they all think there's a cop coming in so they're all ready to beat him up and zartan just <laughs> absolutely destroys yeah. them well he's a ninja isn't he? or is he i don't know can't remember well, Can't remember if that's retconned. But um, Road Pig's got some interesting gear here. Is that a, is that a new look? No, is that, that's not Road Pig, is it? Road Pig isn't in it yet. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, yeah. I thought that was, for some reason, that's Thrasher. I thought for some reason that was Road Pig. Because when I read the text from Buzzer, get him off the pig. Yeah. I was thinking he was saying, get him off Road Pig. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> but now I realise Pig torch, is in cop. Yeah, you've got Torch, Ripper, Buzzer and Thrasher in the, yeah. uh, in the camp at the moment. Yeah, of course. And he lays a, he lays a smackdown on him. It's quite it's quite interesting that all they want 
is uh, grape cider and donuts, and they're always busting a nut to get these things. So <laughs> Zartan puts a call in, and Cobra Commander sends Baroness down to the shops to get all these goods for him. This I found quite quite not hard to believe, but I, I find it weird that you've got obvious like if they all know each other which they often tend to do uh cobra and gi joe have been fighting for years they know the main characters so they know who destro looks like they know what the baroness looks like and and vice versa they know what lady j looks like yeah and lady j and torpedo are coming off the beach like pretend to be surfing at brocker beach yep and even the baroness and destro they say like you know that doesn't look like a couple of locals and uh, like either they know and they're just being really brash and they don't care, yeah. Or it's just a really poor kind of you know we don't really care if they can see us kind of. Th- Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or like, they're I, disguised up, are they, or not? Not. Well, they're really. not really. Um, they're just they're just not in their usual uniform. Yeah. But surely their facial recognition would kick in yeah. there, you yeah. know, like. In any case, they're probably far enough away to not yeah. be recognisable. Just before that bit, um, uh, when Buzzer's complaining about getting some grape soda, there's a bit where um, Cobra Commander's told Destro to go down and disperse the rabble, he puts it. <laughs> yeah. And then he put, he says, I hate balloons. And he looks like he's popped a balloon. It looks like he's got a mobile phone with a retractable <laughs> knife blade in it. <laughs> I'll give you that. I hope it is. Or it's just a big handled knife. I'm saying it's a mobile phone with a retractable knife. <laughs> I, yeah, it does. I, I, it's probably just a knife. But yeah, I think it, it does look something like... I'll, I'll let you have that one, definitely. Yeah, you good, can have that one good, for free. Good. Um, um, one thing I will say, I think they've coloured Baroness wrong in this. Armani, Prada, Versace too. Joe's changed their outfits from black to blue. Duke and Hawk, look but don't gawk. Changing their kit. Whoa, is that legit? Swapping camo jackets, headgear and boots. It's now neon colours and funky space suits. Sci-fi stalker and even Roblox. While Bill, Flint and gave me a shock so go take a walk if clothes aren't your passion because it's comic book talk and lovely G.I. Joe fashion I think she should be in a black gear because someone says later on when I think it's uh, Torpedo or Lady J when they're stalking her because uh, they're following the Baroness to see where she leads where she leads them effectively because you know it's where the dreadnoks yep. are because she's been on you know given this mission which she's really annoyed about and really pissed off and she's there in all of her gear. Which is and to I get think the great soda says, and donuts, yeah. Yeah, I think Torpedo says, you know, I can't believe she's like in her black leather outfit in the open. And it's kind of like she's not wearing a black leather outfit. She's wearing a blue outfit. And yeah. then, you know, obviously there's the, you know, she knows she's being followed. So she kind of hides behind a uh, kind of billboard on the route that she's been followed on. And then the vamp kind of goes past the billboard and she comes bursting out, smashes into the side of it. There's this massive crash. She knocks them into a cranberry... What do they call it? A cranberry bog, I think they call it. Um, a cranberry bog, which comes up later in the in the uh, yep. next issue, I think. And the, flips the car over. She runs down to finish the job with a pistol. Uh, but Lady J's got out of the car, so it's just torpedo hanging upside down. They get into a fight. It's pretty intense. Like Lady J takes a massive thumb pin but she will not go down and she ends up like one massive punch like a Optimus Prime on Megatron in the yep. uh, animated movie kind of punch I would have waited an eternity for this it's over Prime <sighs> completely takes her out and uh, that's when like Torpedo kind of wakes up and he's like what did I miss <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah that's when um, and that's when we kind of flip back to the dreadnoughts and uh, Zartan's like well she's not usually this late that means there's a problem and then it's like to be continued yeah yeah there's some good bits uh, that kept from this that also carry on into the next issue where they're in the museum in Broca Beach and they've they've got all these reconstructions there's one which is the Battle of Cobra yeah um, Cobra then, Island yeah the Cobra, Cobra Island, Island and then you, you get you get a few more later with Serpentor with the Baroness tied on the front I like how Destro even says and that's kind of a little bit in Cobra's favour there isn't it yeah because <laughs> yeah. like, he was like, like in Cobra yeah. Island uh, this the, the Cobra Civil War he was like a, a new, neutral party wasn't he just moored yeah. off the beach yeah um, or was that the Battle of when Cobra Island was born you know when Joe's oh, oh, yes, invaded you're right. it. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, the uh, co- the Civil War one was the Serpentor. Uh, yeah, with yep. Baroness on his bonnet, of his yeah, his right, bonnet. Right. But that I, I really I, I've always I, I've always loved that about this run of the of the series is you always see in the museum 
uh, at Broca and you always see these like cute little kind of things that they've they've made up to uh keep the propaganda going a little bit you know for the people that live in Broca yeah. and and here we see Baroness in her black uniform now so she's been caught so have they given new clothes no so I think that was a uh miscolor in the previous issue right okay yeah, yeah. because and I think I know why actually because she appears in blue as a statue on the Cobra Civil, not the Cobra, the Cobra Island Battle yep. uh, museum piece. So maybe that he wanted a blue in that, but black in the rest of yep. the. I'm going to give you another. I'm going to give you another option. Yes. Uh, issue one six two was coloured by Jay Brown. Issue one six three was coloured by Andrew Crossley and Thomas Deere. Yep, could have something to do with it, so, but it could have been also that Larry then said she was in blue. She's got to be in black. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Yeah. And that's a good point, though, because, yeah, the, I, I don't necessarily think the communication is that great all the time within the the creative teams on these books. Yeah, true, true. And uh, I'm, I'm even not too sure about how much, once Larry's submitted the script, I'm not sure he's waiting on a on a preview copy to be sent to him by IDW and then go over the issue yeah. or not. I think, I wonder if he's sent the script. He sends it straight to the, to the Blumin artist doesn't he yeah. I, I think I Larry think, well, does I wonder if he's just done with it at that point and he's on Larry the does one. is it the Marvel style where you give him like an overall plot and then you get the artist to do most of it and then you then he'll script it over the once yeah. he's seen the pencils yeah that's Marvel style I, yeah. I think he does that because I've seen Marvel. I've seen a lot of pages from Larry where he's drawn them out and then written like blue or black or red inside the character's body right okay so either right. he know he may have made a mistake on that one. That's that's another yeah. option. Yeah. Anyway, okay. enough of um, this speculation bullshit. Yeah, Bar- Baroness is now in the pit. She's been captured. The first thing that actually we'll come onto a bit later when it happens. But the first thing, as I was as I was reading this issue, I'm not the first thing, but one thing I noticed was when it cuts to the snake eye stuff, I was like. This looks a bit different. And then I flipped back onto the inside and I saw for the first issue that was Larry Harmer and S.L. Gallant art with uh, Gary Oskar and inking. This second issue, you, I realised why it looked different and that's because uh, S.L. Gallant is joined by Ron Wagner on pencils with yeah, Gary Oskar so and wag- inking. And yeah, so when you get to the Snake yeah. Eyes stuff, it does look very different. Yeah. I mean, that's to that's probably to help with the flashback imagery, isn't it? Yes, yeah. To make them to make it very old school and classic. And I think the flashback's really 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 cool as well. Yeah, I liked the idea of it. So Snake Eyes and again we're jumping forward a little bit, but um that's fine because it's our show, we can do what we want. But um <laughs> Snake Eyes So at the end of the issue, yeah. Yeah. Snake Eyes has at this point, um Snake Eyes has He's under the influence of the brainwave scanner, but he's kind of broken a hold of it a little bit. And he's actually gone and strapped himself into the brainwave scanner. I'm not too sure why at this moment in time, but you start seeing all these flashbacks of Nam and the Arashikage temple burning and, you know, that screen where the Harbmaster was hiding behind when he got shot with the arrow and then walking down the highway and this car with his sister. And then he kind of mutates into his Nam gear. And at this point, this is where I thought the art it felt very 70s 80s marvel style when the car flips and he sees his sister screaming in the window and yeah i, I don't know it that that's where i kind of had a disconnect and i wasn't really and the, the kind of grinning dr venom behind the wheel um well it's all it, like dream state stuff isn't it yeah it's all... I, I, I didn't i wasn't really a fan of the framing or composition of the panels here okay uh, i like the idea but just the art felt a little bit rushed i don't know uh just a different style it just felt very 70s 80s marvel style which i wasn't superhero style which i wasn't expecting but um cool yeah what's actually going on there so he has strapped himself into the brainwave scanner for the purpose of what well it's the whole dr venom thing he's going in to stop venom from you know it's all it's all in the mind anyway like all of this is bull it's all the time p.i joe and ninja bull but He goes into the brainwave scanner to stop Doctor Venom, but that's what he's doing. He's he's going in there to reclaim his ma- his mind back, yep. and become Snake Eyes again. And right. to do that, he's gone in, and later on we see he's got the you know the administration key, and he's going to yes. break in and find Doctor Venom. Right. Spoiler alert. But that's what he's he's there to stop Doctor Venom. That's yep. the whole point of this whole process. Like okay. he's he's either broken free, 
Two, the other option is he's uh, completely, he wasn't under the influence in the first place because he's yeah. a ninja. Ninja Bolt, it's all the time, G.I. Joe and Ninja Bolt. Any one of those options. Okay. And yeah, this is just him navigating the brainwave scanner, yeah. navigating his own mind to find this intricate way of breaking the, the hold on everyone and, and himself and, yeah. and stopping Venom. And before that, brainwave action we get more brainwave action earlier in the issue where billy well dr venom in effectively in billy's body he's strapping himself into the brainwave scanner they're all at it yeah he he says it's like you know invigorating and yeah. this what is he's actually trying to do is like, get what? more of his venom personality into the into the mind of billy yeah. i guess yeah absolutely uh, so everyone's at this brainwave malarkey well, all, well everyone's getting the brains waved um <laughs> storm shadow is kind of, well the baroness is being held by the joes she is causing all sorts of trouble to and they're, they're they're overthinking things i think they're kind of going well she's just trying to distract us she wants time but why is she trying to get the time what's she trying to do how is she trying to escape they ask storm shadow how he escaped out of the same cell and he's like well then yeah. you know to be fair they're not hell they're, they're not designed to hold ninjas which i thought was brilliant ninja bullet. It's all the time, G.I. Joe and Ninja Bolt. Like, still doesn't give it away, you know. Yep. And so he's in the room with them, like, monitoring her from a distance. And they turn around and he just disappears. And they're like, oh, I hate when he does that. He goes off, like, the sensor, like, you know, displays or whatever. And um, and he ends up trying to just escaping because he wants to get out there and, and, and rescue Snake Eyes because he's fed up of just hanging around and waiting. Yeah. And when he gets outside, lo and behold... Yeah. Scar yeah. sorry, I thought you were gonna jump in there like you know I thought <laughs> yeah. we've been doing this long enough, he'll just take over now. No Scarlet, where Scarlet, Scarlet yeah. and Iron Knife have given him a care package. I like how you call him Iron Knife. That's cute. Yeah. Well as he's escaping, one of the bits I like is uh he's like that pipe was narrower than I expected. Should include some rib cage compression in my daily training. <laughs> why not? Do some rib cage compression. Go on. Yeah. Um well, so what well why? You managed to get through the pipe all yeah, right. You don't need it. Maybe it was a bit too tight squeeze. Yeah. But um oh, God, yeah, they've given imagine. him a load of equipment and it's kind of everyone's in on the hawk, everyone's in on the in on the it's an unsanctioned mission effectively, but people know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, another cool bit I like, uh towards the end of the issue, where Destro, Televiper and Zartana and there's Dreadnoughts are investigating the scene of the crash where Baroness ran the vamp and all that kind of jazz with Lady J and he's activating some kind of we've seen this before where he pulls a little secret panel from his helmet and presses a button here he's got some kind of x-ray vision or something and finds a missing gun in the bog but we saw that previously I think when him and Baroness were in the silent yeah. castle and he yeah. he brings up he either fires rockets or does something does he on the side of his head and maybe it's another kind of uh, telescopic vision thing or something don't know. I like the Televipers little uh, holographic display yep. kind of uh, disc as well that he rolls out like the hockey puck and then goes zoom and then it's like, yeah. oh look, the, we've 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 wondered for some time if the Joes were <laughs> had a base <laughs> under this massive army yeah. base in the middle of no where. <laughs> Obviously, yes, they do. And you've been there. Yep. yep. You landed on the They're thing. talking about send you know, sending in one man or whatever, which is they're thinking about snake eyes. Um Zartan. Because he can change his well, uh, that would make appearance. sense. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, that's what that's what he's implying. Oh, is that here. what he's implying? Yeah, because then the the dreadnoughts say, yeah. Well, if Zartan's going, I'm in, and I'm in, and I'm in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How did you miss that? I don't know. Because I well, okay, it's Cobra Commander's plan to send in Snake Eyes. Then I guess yeah. And yeah. he says, I want to show what you're going to do. And that's earlier on. I think in the previous issue, he's cut off Scarlet's head. Yeah, um, just yeah. To say this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in the base and, and kill directly the woman I love. Uh, that's my show of you know loyalty to Cobra. But yeah, uh, and this this issue kind of ends with, like you said earlier, uh, Venom finding Snake Eyes strapped in the brainwave scanner because somehow he can tell telepathically he's having a breakdown here. Ah, someone must be using the brainwave scanner because yeah, yeah. Um, you know that's how it works. And he goes. <laughs> And find Snake Eyes, and on the on the big screen is Snake Eyes about to go into the you know no admittance into the brainwave scanner administration. And key. and there we have at the bottom on the last panel, Doctor Venom. Oh yeah, the actual Doctor Venom. Yeah, he's gone into he's gone inside. Snake Eyes has come in the door, and there he is. So no. yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So we'll we're not. I don't think we're at a point where we're going to rank yet. A couple more no, issues probably. So that was good 65, stuff. But... 65 more issues should do it, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel this story arc's going, these two issues together? Good even stuff? Though I'm, 
yeah, even though I'm not a massive Brainwave Scanner fan, I really am digging the art and I'm loving the locations and I'm enjoying the general dialogue and the action. I really enjoyed the the trailing of the Baroness and then her fighting Jay and and then them kind of, you know, doing the detective thing and trying to find out what happened in the Cranberry Bog yep. and Destro's kind of like tech and everything. So there's lots to really enjoy about it. Um, I I really enjoyed I'd zipped through both issues I thought they were really short I'm not sure if they were purposely short if that's or if I'm just reading think, them fast no, I think they just read fast I think they just read fast good you know good pace there's a really yeah good pace to them and I think it's a good balance because there is text there there is information there uh, but at the same time it's not like a whole page of you know sometimes when you see that you think god I'm not reading a book yeah like I'm reading a comic here and yeah. um yeah and that's what I really like about the last two issues uh, the art's been really solid as well. Apart, you, know, like, you know, obviously you had that issue with the flashback scene, but it was I thought it was a nice little touch to incorporate a different artist, which yeah. they do a lot. They do that in in most flashback scenes. They did it in a Transformers issue not long ago. They had uh, Simon Furman and Jeff Senior, I think, right, do okay. the flashback parts for... I could be wrong about that, but basically they, they had old artists and a writer do... Or maybe not a writer, but they had an old artist do... Uh, part of one of the wreckers books and so when they did a flashback in the wreckers books it was like all the old art and everything which was really really cool cool we'll do 164 165 next week then i'm looking at the cover of 164 i've got the rod wiggums quality one mind bending yeah. with all these bats but um we'll discuss that next week good stuff as always after talking about comics uh i want to take a break and eat chocolate which means i need someone out there to talk about toys have we got any takers I'll do it. Chris talks about toys, ho ho. Chris talks about G.I. Joe. He talks about all the things from the comic book and the animated show. Chris talks about toys. 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 Chris talks about sex and we. Um, hi, I am Chris Talks Toys and this month, week, day... I am talking about... Who else could I talk about other than Dr. Archibald Venom Menev version 1 or uh, Venom, Dr. Venom. Uh, now, he only got one figure and it was in the modern era in 20 of the 10 or 2010, as you love to say. 20 gem. I'm joking. 20 gem. I know, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, full of full of chocolate. I'm so full of chocolate. <laughs> He only got one figure, and he got it in the modern era. Hasbro are never, ever really going to do this particular character. And so it was on the Jojo Collectors Club to bring out this pretty cool uh, four-inch version of the character as an exclusive for the Collectors Club uh, members. And it kind of um, was really interesting because they, they kind of supplanted him as the villain in the Adventure Team era. Uh, kind of to give him a bit, maybe kind of a bit more backstory and a bit more life going into the G.I. Joe, Real American Hero kind of history and continuity. Because obviously he gets a, he gets, he gets deaded fairly early on in his yeah. career in uh, A Real American Hero and does come back in terms of, you know, the mind, the brainwave scanner. But in terms of kind of a character with history, they kind of gave him a little bit more by putting him in this little era. And they, this was uh, part of like a number of exclusives they created for Adventure Team. So with this particular character, you got this carded figure, you got the Adventure Team Commander, which is basically like G.I. Joe in his green kind of gear, uh, all green kind of gear with the, the beard. And also this weird mutant plant, which had actually been... It was actually like a reuse, like a repaint, retool from the 12 inch uh, version that the club released called terror on the seafloor which was really cool so this was like a 12 inch kind of accessory it's like a venus flytrap basically and uh but so it's a massive one for these figures and it's yeah. really cool it's really cute now uh, before i get into like the ins and outs of that particular set let's talk about the figure on its kind of individual merit merits now he's just an evil scientist that's what he's called on his card the actual figure has got some really interesting elements to it. One of them being the head they used to create this particular action figure was a retool. So basically they got the old they got an old head from a Liu Kang Mortal Kombat figure that Hasbro brought out in the 90s. 
Nice. And they dreamt like they basically did some kind of you know retooling to that particular head, recast it, and then created lots of heads for this particular figure, uh, for you know as Doctor Venom, and it you know works really well I think in terms of a character head and one that kind of had a lot of the community scratching their heads a little bit as to where did this head come from. Uh, for some time so that was quite funny and interesting the rest of the and like the the only thing i really don't like about it because they gave him like the kind of jean pants like bottoms black shoes they gave him a very generic basic kind of shirt torso and arms just to kind of you know get the the basic kind of aspect of that figure done but the problem is they have to paint on the tie and and because of the split in the torso it means that the tie only only goes like about halfway down his chest before they start like they didn't go like they didn't paint it all like a little bit low which i think they right. should have done and obviously when you twist the torso in like a different position or you know pose the the tie would split so there's kind of i think they were trying to balance it out with that aspect of it you know so that's the only kind of downside to the figure in, in my opinion now he came with a lab jacket to go over that as well so it's like a it's like a sleeveless lab jacket so obviously when you put the lab jacket on him it looks like he's wearing one normal lab jacket because of the arms that they've used and obviously when you take it off it doesn't look weird he still looks like he's wearing a white shirt so it kind of works both ways there he's got two pistols and two like vials but they're like um kind of like test tubes basically that i think came with dr mindbender let me just double check on that one uh, I think they came with a Dr. Mindbender from, like, Valor versus Venom. Yeah, that's right. So the the test tubes that he comes with came with a Valor versus Venom Dr. Mindbender, and they're really appropriate for this particular figure, obviously. But in terms of accessories, it's just those. It's the two pistols, uh, the two vials that Mindbender came with, the jacket, the kind of jacket piece, I should say, and a, a figure stand. On the carded figure itself is, is nice. Like, it, it's... They've tried to... I think they've tried a little bit too hard to replicate the old painted style card art or box art in the G.I. Joe 12-inch case. They've tried to replicate that kind of brushstroke painted old school fashion a little bit too much and I think it goes too far the other way and it loses something. It looks too different to the uh, Adventure Team kind of paintings. Um, it's okay but it's a little bit. there's a little bit too much lighting going on for my liking there but they've put him in the back in the background you've got some pine some like uh what are they called the big floppy trees you get in california palm trees, palm trees. i almost said i don't know saying pine trees for uh yeah they've got palm trees behind him a little kind of volcano in the background that looks like it's actually kicking off to kind of create the explosion and the lighting effect on him and a little bit of body of water so they're kind of putting him in a certain place and it's pretty cool as a figure overall. Now, he came, like I said, with this giant mutant plant thing, which is hilarious. But it's because the vines have got these, got these like little things on the ends of the vines which wrap around a 12-inch figure's like hands and, and, and arms and feet and stuff and legs. So they're a bit bigger <laughs> for like the, the three and three-quarter inch figures. Yep. So that's a bit funny. But other than that, like it's pretty cool. And obviously the G.I. Joe uh, Adventure Team Commander is pretty standard. You know, G.I. Joe with his beard and the green kind of fatigues but this is about dr venom and i'm going to just read out his rather in kind of like this incorporates him into this universe shall we say so evil scientist codenamed dr archibald venom manev obviously dr venom they probably couldn't use for trademark reasons file name monev archibald phd in brackets primary military specialty or primary specialty mind control research secondary specialty botany birthplace brooklyn new york dr monev was a brilliant scientist with unmatched evil tendencies and a super ego that told him he can do no wrong however the u.s government thought otherwise and banned him from ever working for them again after being shunned by the scientific community, Dr. Menev relocated to a remote jungle laboratory to conduct illegal research, obviously. Yep. He has continued his genetic experiments on the local plant life and the indigenous population by extracting botanical toxins and using them for mind control applications. Some of the results have been terrifying. It is becoming more difficult for him to keep these activities secret. If he is exposed or exhausts his Swiss bank account reserve, it, it is almost certain that he will accept an offer from a certain hooded leader 
and his snake-themed organisation that is willing to fully fund his evil experiments. Experience? Hilarious. (laughs) Recently, some of his more successful experiments have been drawing unwanted attention. When a number of natives became victims of his latest crop of carnivorous flora, rumours begun to spread, and the adventure team commander was sent to investigate. Deep in the jungle, the commander discovered what looked like an abandoned lab, but he was quickly ensnared when the surrounding vines came to life. The adventure team is needed in South America if the commander is going to survive. And the quote is, cross my path and I'll poison your body and your mind, you piece of s***. Uh, Sorry, I added the piece of s*** at the end. But yeah, that's harsh. The other beauty beauty part of this particular figure was the box that the exclusives came in. So the two-carded figures and the mutant plant were boxed in this really cool you know it's a cardboard box but it's decoed like a wooden crate like something you get you know um okay, yeah, yeah, kind of like you. in i don't know like indiana jones or something you yeah. know like the transportation crates and stuff it's really cool it's got an at logo on the top it has the adventure team commanders like artwork and like on like a corner bubble uh, sorry, on a corner sticker uh, on the top of the R uh, and on the top of the box, and if you on the kind of front side of the box, you've got a Doctor Archibald Venom Manev kind of artwork circular thing as well on the front. It's really really cool. And again, it was re- what I really liked about it was the fact that one, we got Doctor Venom. Two, it kind of gave him more of a history leading into the a Real American Hero, and you know it was a really good way for the uh, Collectors Club to utilize this character not only on this figure but then also in their comics and stuff that they would put out in their magazines for the members of the club every month so yeah that is dr archibald venom Manev version one the only figure that dr venom has in the gi joe line cool i didn't i didn't actually know that you ever ever had a figure so um that is news to the chief one thing i would say it would have been cool wouldn't it if to have a brainwave scanner as opposed to a thing but i guess they weren't doing it for the Real American Hero crowd. They were doing it... Uh, they, this was a way of them getting this figure out. And it was kind of a cool way to incorporate some big, you know, thing they could retool. They they didn't have a spare brainwave scanner they could retool, so... No, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, they, I think they probably, you know, like you said, did a good job with what was available. Totes. Um, right, uh, moving on. <laughs> it's time to confuse <laughs> some people with... British colloquialisms, a.k.a. over-egging the pudding. We got a pudding, we're gonna egg it. We got a pudding, we're gonna over-egg it. We got a pudding, we got no criticisms. That means it's time for some British colloquialisms. I mentioned, this is two weeks in a row now, where you have helped me out by saying a British colloquialism early on in the show, which I'm gonna now steal a swipe and use as my own. Go for it. You said gob. (laughs) Um, right in the gob right in the gob yeah i've uh yeah i've been stuffing this chocolate in my gob you know what's Um, funny you know on the last uh episode you mentioned that i said dobbed you in or dobbed in yeah i was like i did not say that as i'm doing the find it when you're editing i'm like oh my god i did say it (laughs) yeah yeah i can't remember in what context you'd said it but you can't remember now either. No, I can't. I, I even know I issues to it that episode's long times. gone. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. one episode um, ago is like seven lifetimes to me. Yeah. So there you go. Um, in the mouth, in the gob. Uh, right what's your in one? The gob. Um, mine is one that I use out of my gob all the time, and I forgot I use this in the states all the time. And I'm not talking about the sitcom in Boston. There's another cute little uh, kind of addition as to why I'm using it. Um, about a bar run by Sam... What's his name? Oh, yeah. Sam Malone. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Sam Malone. Uh, Ted Danson. Yep. Have you ever seen me dancing? Have you ever seen me dancing? You know, really dancing. Ultra-fresh clarets. Wildly effective. (laughs) And that is, of course, the word cheers, which in the States is not used the same way that we use it. So obviously really? we say okay. cheers like at the end to say thank you. Yeah. And cheers is obviously the only time they use cheers is when they've got drinks in their hands for, okay. for toast and stuff like that. So when I say cheers, it it's it's legitimately been an issue for I would say the many years I've come here up until this particular day. Like I'll say cheers and people will be like, What? And I'm like, really? At this stage 
you don't know the English say cheers, uh, the Brits say cheers seriously. So yeah, cheers. Thank you. Yeah, good one, good one. Um, more confounding colloquialisms next week. Uh, there's a bit, good bit of chatter on the older uh, Facebook of people saying they like this segment, which is uh, always nice. And Lions. Um, we did uh, I say we did I'm willing to take 65% of the blame here Um, we forgot to put out a question to the listeners so this section for one week only is reverting back to Chief Bass Chris a question Chief Bass Chris a question what'll he say what'll he do when Chief Bass Chris a question fail and also we're reverting back to Comic Ad Talk within Comic Talk Comic talk, oh, comic talk. Stop. Rewind, selector. It's comic talk, but not as you know it. I'm asking Chris questions. Let's hope he don't blow it. I found some ads in this comic I'm reading. Chris's brain is working overtime, I think. You hear it bleeding. NFL and NBA trading cards. He's digging up answers like bodies in graveyards, cereal, candy, and video games. His knowledge is good. Is it as good as he claims? Can he name the X-Men or even the Avengers? London answers like right hook might need some dentures. If you don't like this segment, you best take a walk because it's comic ad talk within comic talk. Brilliant. Get some of those old school uh, jingles used That's again. It. What I've done is I've dug into my box of tricks Wee. and I've pulled out issue 381 of Incredible Hulk um, from May, out. May 1991. I'm already out, mate. Uh, and I'm going to... My question to you is, what is this video game? Go for it. Twice the characters, three times the action. Simultaneous two-player action. The arcade hit continues. Hang on. Um, Sorry, my dogs are barking like no, crazy. Bear, you don't mean your feet are tired. <laughs> no, your dogs <laughs> are actually... Oh, I can actually... dogs are barking, yeah. mate. Dogs I can actually hear them now, yeah. Locations, USA, Japan, China, Italy, Egypt. I've not played this. I played the first one religiously in the arcade when it came out. So what was... Could, it's twice the characters, three times the action. Yep. Two twice players. the characters. I can't think of anything that would have... Doubled the greatest in... martial arts adventure Ooh. ever. Ooh. So it's a martial arts game. Is that Two as in player, like... simultaneous. Oh, it's not Double Dragon, is it? It is Double Dragon, but no, I need more. So it's Double Dragon 2? No. <laughs> oh, mate. Double... Is it got like a weird name like... Continue your train of thought. <laughs> it's not... It's Double Dragon 3. Yeah! <laughs> Double Dragon 3. <laughs> the Sacred Stones. <laughs> I love Double Dragon, yeah. but it's only when you said martial arts that I'm like, right, that narrows it down, and I'm yeah. like, great, what can we, what can, what can I think of? I was going to say Shinobi initially. All right, love Shinobi, yeah. Double Dragon Three, yeah, Double Dragon's brilliant. I still There's love one it. more on the inside cover here. I don't think I've played Double Dragon Three. Okay, this is a Game Boy game. Um, no, I'm passing already because I don't never heard of it. And this game has all the brutal battle flavor of the NES hit Contra. But here's the bite. This time it's Scorpion alone versus Black Viper, Red Falcon's <laughs> partner in slime, who turned a secret naval lab into an experimental alien freak factory. So it sounds like it's a spin-off from... I've never heard of it. It sounds like a spin-off from Contra for the Contra Game Boy only. spin-off. Uh, of course, in true Contra style, you'll have to upgrade your arms as you go with spread guns, fire guns, and the all-new vermin-seeking homing gun. Three lives plus a continue mode may keep you going, but Black Viper's awfully hungry and you're going to have a tasty blue plate, blue plate special. The only, Don't understand any of those words. The only Contra spin... not It wasn't a spin-off. It was just the version for the smaller okay. handhelds, wasn't it? That's the Operation one, right? Operation C? Operation C, yeah. The Contra, right. yeah. So it was just the, it was the, the Contra version for the Game Boy? I think so. All right, that's, fine. That's well why, I, 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 to be honest, I'm just assuming that. All right. Um, I've, ne- I've got another I've ne- one for you. I've pulled another one out of my bag. This is Hulk 446 from October 96. Nice. So we're going a bit forward in time. And I'm going to quiz you on some Marvel titles coming out this month in time. Oh, I'm always bad at this. Yeah, you're always bad at this. Uh, issue, uh, what do I give I give you the, what do I do? Do I give you the synopsis and you tell me what the comic is? You usually yeah. just give me the, the initials. Yeah, I'm doing the other way around. I'm doing the, uh, this person is closer to regaining his humanity, but Electra may lose hers. Electra what is the comic? and... Written by well, Larry Harmer, pencils by Val Semix. Wolverine? Yes, Wolverine, correct. Let's try this one. The character battles the Unilord for control over his own body. That's a tough one. 
Uh, initials SS. Say, I'm mm. going to say Silver Surfer. Correct. Boom. I'll give you one more. This, well, okay, this character's human name must hunt down his crazed... Mm, I can't Frank say Castle that. must hunt down his crazed... No, no, I can't say the word, this next word, because I'll give it away. And he just may have to kill it. <laughs> so I'm going to wow. have to give you it. Um, this person must hunt down his crazed symbiote. Oh, Venom. Yeah, Venom the Hunger. Right, that's enough of that junk. Hopefully next week uh, we'll remember to ask you the listeners a question so I, I don't have to, resort, to resort just, to cheap tactics. Can we Can we just, like, you know, maybe just dwell on, not dwell on the fact, but maybe bask in the glory of that rather half-decent attempt? What, of your guesses? They're better, yeah. than, they're better than normal, I think, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. quite good, personally. All right. I'm sure you'll put in some ding, ding, ding sign, ding, ding, ding sign. Oh, I will. Fruits. There'll be lots yeah. of those, yeah. yeah, just to make it sound <laughs> even better. Be yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, winning on Jeopardy or something. Yeah, yeah. Totally. and you'll cut out all the clues I gave you for Double Dragon. I'll just read the first bit <laughs> no. and you'll just immediately go, Double Dragon 3. I'm, I'm going to leave all that in with the dogs barking and everything. <laughs> um, right, that is it for this show. It's been tight. I think we've uh, achieved what we wanted to achieve. Um, you can do us a favour by going onto the iTunes and ranking and rating us and tell them uh, Chief and Chris sent you. Um, to, to do your homework and read the issues I don't think you can actually review or star rank on other platforms but um, it helps us out with the iTunes funky algorithm bumps us up the charts do that, uh, read the next issues whatever we said they were going to be, I can't even remember right now 164, 165 possibly uh, ahead of next week's show find us in all the usual places, it's Talking underscore Joe on Twitter, Talking Joe Comics Yo, on Joe. Instagram, Talking Joe Comics at gmail.com and Talking Joe a G.I. Joe podcast on facebook where can the fine folks find you sir and my house yes. uh, the address is no you, <laughs> you can no, find me no. on diagnostic 80 on twitter and instagram and the full force podcast on podbean itunes stitcher facebook twitter youtube and patreon give us money yeah, good it. stuff you can find me on twitter on cheapy two shoes or i'm now posting on talking joe as well no, as no. the other podcast i do the outer timers uh, episode two will be out, in fact, two days ago by the time this podcast lands, so check out that. We're covering Ghostbusters 2, but if you've listened to it, you don't need to know that because you've already listened to it. Anyway, uh, check it out there. We will be back next week uh, with more Talking Joe comments. I'm really digging this uh, IDW run, actually, so yeah, it's uh, great. I, I think I'm going to potentially read quite a few issues ahead just to, to find you know, the next kind of story break. But um, anyway, join us then. Uh, With all that said and done, we will catch you down the road. Let's skin out. (laughs) Skin out. Skin out.